0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Congress agrees to give federal employees a slight pay raise. We find out just how much it would cost to give feds paid parental leave. And this new budget deal allows the White House to keep deciding how it wants to spend its defense dollars. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Congress has agreed to a 3.1% pay raise for federal employees next year. It includes a 2.6% across-the-board raise for civilian employees with an additional 0.5% locality adjustment. The proposal is part of the two minibus spending bills lawmakers unveiled yesterday. Congress must pass and the president must sign both bills into law by the end of the week to avoid a government shutdown. The Congressional Budget Office estimates it will cost $3.3 billion over the next five years to give federal workers 12 weeks of paid parental leave. The Federal Employee Paid Leave Act gives government workers paid time off after birthing, adopting, or fostering a child. It's attached to the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. The cost only takes into account increases from allowing employees to use paid leave in situations where they would use unpaid time off, vacation days, or sick days. Some advocates of the bill say the program could save the government $50 million a year in reduced employee turnover costs. The budget deal agreed to in Congress preserves the Defense Department's ability to shift funds without congressional approval. Lawmakers originally wanted to restrict the amount of funds DOD could move after the Trump administration used military construction and drug interdiction money to build parts of a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. If the bill is passed, $1.4 billion will go toward the border wall in 2020. For the last two years, Congress has inserted itself into the acquisition process for DOD's Jedi Cloud contract, but lawmakers have decided to stay out of the way during this year's legislative process. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Aside from some quarterly reporting requirements, the final 2020 spending agreement Congress will vote on this week contains no restrictions on DUD's controversial cloud contract. The defense authorization bill that's also headed to the president's desk leaves Jedi unscathed as well. That's despite intense lobbying on Capitol Hill, especially on the part of Oracle, which it asked lawmakers to intervene in the procurement for a third straight year. The department and its winning bidder, Microsoft, plan to start making the new cloud available to defense users as soon as February, unless those plans are blocked by federal courts. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Funding to help agencies modernize technology and improve citizen services takes an across-the-board hit in 2020. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. The House won the battle with the Senate to give the Technology Modernization Fund money for 2020. Details of the spending bill released Monday show the TMF board will have $25 million to accelerate agency efforts to get off legacy IT. That is $10 million less than what the House approved earlier this year. Two other funds to support IT modernization also will receive cuts in 2020. The IT Oversight and Reform Fund and the Federal Citizen Services Fund will get less than what they received in 2019 and less than the administration's request. I'm Jason Miller. The 2019 Best Places to Work in federal government rankings are out today. New analysis from the Partnership for Public Service and Boston Consulting Group show a small dip in employee engagement over the past year. Both NASA and the Department of Health and Human Services topped the rankings once again. Both agencies also managed to improve their scores. Several agencies facing relocation or reorganization suffered in this year's rankings. Several components at the Office of Personnel Management saw double-digit drops. Engagement scores at the two agriculture research bureaus that moved to Kansas City also saw nosedives in 2019. Vendors who violate the False Claims Act or doctors who commit certain types of fraud against Medicare or Medicaid will pay more in fines in 2020. The Office of Management and Budget is adjusting the amount of civil monetary penalties by the Consumer Price Index. The rate increases 1.01 percent starting after January 15th. The Federal Civil Penalties Inflation Adjustment Improvements Act of 2015 requires OMB to adjust the civil penalties based on the rate of inflation. Postal employees get a reminder about accepting holiday gifts this season. Agency guidelines allow employees to accept coffee, soda, donuts, cookies, and other refreshments as long as they're not considered part of a meal. However, postal workers cannot accept gifts such as chocolates or cheese platters sent by vendors. The Postal Service's Ethics Office has also reminded employees that they can't accept gifts from customers. And Veterans Affairs has yet to fix a financial flaw that produces a deficiency in its annual audit statements. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The Veterans Health Administration orders items it never receives to the tune of $3.5 billion a year. Inspector General auditors found VHA failed to de-obligate $133 million worth of undelivered orders. If not de-obligated in their current fiscal year, the dollars go back to Treasury instead of going elsewhere to help veterans. The IG recommends the Chief Financial Officer and Chief Procurement Officer get together to fix the problem. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.